I'm Jim. He's Chewy. We're the big, big boys of Baltimore, and this is our podcast. B3 Production. Oh, they're just so nice. They're just talking about movies. I believe that. What is legend? And we are excited. I love this gig. You're a piece of shit. Totally fell off the rails. I didn't know that. Can't drink yet. Both 21. No. 18 to vote. 21 to drink. Which is stupid. 18 to die for your country, too. How old do you got to be to buy a hooker? How old are you? (laughs) 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 All right, here we go. Episode 18, Big Boys of Baltimore. I'm Jim. That's Chewy. What's up? You're with us today, Mr. Rick. Ballard. Tricky hey, hey. How are you, Rick? Good. How are you? So glad you could join us. Thanks, Thanks. for Thanks for having me. We re- redecorated the set yet again. I see. Chewy says we have more set uh, changes than a J-Lo concert. Said it's a J-Lo. Working prop. Working prop. <laughs> that, a J- <laughs> that a J-Lo engagement party. There, oh, God, and, Nick. Hey, she you, just broke you, you saved us. So, yes, we have more studio changes than J-Lo has engagements. There you go. There Perfect. You go. Got you, buddy. So she broke it off with A-Rod, huh? <laughs> she broke, she no broke A-Rod's A-Rod off. He, he wasn't giving her steroids anymore. Yeah. Did anybody look, yeah. look into the why for that? Probably because she's a whore. Yeah. Or, and J-Rod. Yeah. J-Rod. J-Rod. <laughs> A-Rod's probably souped up right now on fucking sauce. Yeah, and he's well, he's probably got small dick and balls. Exactly. Wow. That's what he happens. Attack that man's fucking cock and balls. That's hey, stop cheating. <laughs> Maybe he, did he cheat on J-Lo? Who do you think it was? Do you think J-Lo is like the Jen Anderson? Oh, she sucks at relationships too. Like, yeah, that's true. But J- they were J-Lo and them were at it for a while. I think J-Lo's a whore. Oh, shit. I hope she's not listening. Should have shot A-Rod. Should have shot A-Rod, man. A-Rod was probably wrapped all around that. You know what I mean? Was he what? Yeah. yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't filling it in right. <laughs> no. Again, shriveled that shit up. Pull your mic a little closer, Rick. There you go. Sit there. Perfect. I don't know. I can't tell if you can hear us or not, but... We'll make it work. I can hear you. Uh, so, so we'll uh, see the uh, decked out Oriole gear you got going. Biggest yes, Oriole fan we know. Pump for the. Uh, There's a lot of orange kicking up. A lot of yeah, orange we got the orange crowd oh, over here. Orange. Jesus. Pump for the uh, opening day coming up in a couple weeks. Of course, always opening day is a holiday, man. You go to it's opening day. I try to go every year, uh, okay. but I'm um, trying to go this year. We'll see how that's going to work. I want to go. There's only eleven thousand seats available. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I want to go. I want to go. We, We're trying. We talked to the Orioles, and they said that we had to, we had to buy the thirteen game package to be able to get opening day tickets. Um, that's what they told us. I'm down to do that, and that makes I understand that because there's only eleven thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend that's trying to get them for me, but if that don't work, I may have to get a season package. I've never done that yet. How much is that? Depends on what your seats, I think. Yeah, they started like 199 I think, yeah. per, per seat. Mm. But that's for 13 games. I know, but games, fuck yeah. that, man. That's not bad for 13 games. That's when you got to spend that money, though. Plus, I mean, you get to go to opening day with 11,000 people instead of right. 42, 45. You know what I mean? So it's like, And think about your $199 opening day ticket usually costs that by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no. So hold up. $199 for the whole thing? For 13 yes. games. One oh, I thought you just said for one. I thought you meant per 
They start out ticket. The package you did say per seat. Yeah, I got start out at one ninety nine per seat. Eric Stoltz, sorry. That's all right. I got it. But it's pretty. Yeah, cool. that's not bad. I mean, I've yeah. never, I've never been to an opening day. Yeah, it's it, it's probably gonna be weird this year, but normally it's it's a, it's a big event. Yeah, I, I, I love it. There's nothing like it's it. It's always fun. Yeah, even if the team does suck. Yeah, because that day for some reason they can beat anybody. It's just kind of weird. Orioles yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Expe- cool. Expectations on the O's this year, man. Um, they're still gonna grow. I think a h- less than a hundred losses is my expectations. I don't expect them to go to the playoffs. Don't expect them to contend. I expect them to be competitive and the young guys to grow and get more of them on the team. I see them in the 70 win range, maybe, hopefully. I don't see much more than that, but I do see guys like Mountcastle and Santander and guys like that mm-hmm. becoming everyday players and stars in, in the league. I think this is, you're just going to see the, the next year, I think you're going to see closer to like 81 wins when you get the Rushmans and the, the really good young pitchers that are going to be up next year. So I, I, I think we're going to see progress this year, but not, yeah, I'm still going to wait another year or two to be competing. I can't wait to see the um, glorified bad boy. Chris Davis. Oh, yeah. He, he's not there. <laughs> he's he, what, he, he hurt, now? Well, he, he hurt his back. Oh, okay. He's going to see a specialist. This fucking guy, man. And they're I paying think, him anyways. They might as well get open up a roster spot. Well, I think there was talks that they're, um, I've heard that they're maybe going to, after this year, renegotiate his contract to cut him. Mm-hmm. Like get a buyout, basically. But how stupid would be he be if he went for that? He would be, but maybe he can at least hold his head up a little bit. I don't know because well, the guy does a lot of stuff for the, the area, you yeah. know, community. He's very charitable, but I mean, I think his career is definitely over, and he needs to hang it up because all he's doing is holding up a spot for somebody else. Now he's got that uh, Bobby Bonilla contract, don't he? It's not as bad. Bobby Bonilla still Bobby Bobby Bonilla's contract was fabulous. Bobby Bonilla will get paid after Patrick Mahomes' contract is over. So that's crazy. Uh, We ought to just we ought to just have a we ought to just get together for Bobby Bonilla Day. Yes, and drink the entire day. Yes, no matter what day of the week it is. It's not a bad. I don't know why more uh, people don't fucking do shit like that. Well, he. I mean, he kind of even even the way his was structured. He still got lucky the way that the team invested his money. Like like no team would do that nowadays. Right. Invest that money like they did his his money. So it's like it's probably never gonna be seen again. Ever. No, no, I don't think I don't think so. But players would be smart to try and then because initially the team thinks it looks like the team's saving money initially, but then like you said, you start paying a guy how long as he's been retired, fifteen years or so after he's done left on the road. Yeah, it's a genius only, for him. It's only like one three mil, right? Only though? Yeah. I'd like three million dollars well, a year I mean, when I retire. They, right, but what were they? Which that's solid, but that's to them. That's not a fucking on a hundred and hundred fifty million dollar payroll oh. they have. And and the Davis one does stretch a little bit like that, but it's still not that far. And at the time of his contract, like he was probably playing like his actual contract was a lot cheaper. I'm assuming than it but, would have been. But two things. I mean, it's it's one point seven million a year. Okay. He gets paid until what twenty thirty five? I think something, yeah. something like that. And but that doesn't go against any salary cap either, right? There's no, well, well, there is no there's salary no, cap in yeah, baseball. There's, no there's a luxury tax for some teams, like the Dodgers and Yankees, and the Red Sox are always over that. But which that means that luxury tax, whatever they spend over that luxury tax, gets split up between the team, other teams. But that's all baseball has. Yeah, that I, I think his agent was like super fucking smart. However, he when he, when he negotiated that, shit. yeah, 
I mean, that was that's an insane idea. And that wasn't even his last contract. He actually went to other teams after he got yep. that contract. Yep. So he, you know, he was double dipping. Double dipping. Well, he didn't. Well, I guess he didn't get started. He didn't start getting paid that yet, though. I think it was like a ten-year lapse before he started getting any paid. Yeah, I didn't know something that, like that because so. they because they like as they invested that money and made money off of it. So they they really like a bank would they take okay. your money and they invest it. Well, they took his contract money, de- deferred it for ten years or something. I think I'm, I was trying to look it up, but it ain't working too well. But yeah, something it was something like that. It was it was crazy. Like unheard of. Like yeah. So, but I think Davis will be on the bench most of the year. They're going to milk this injury, you know. Yeah. And he, I, I think he's he's going to go along with it. Save face because he could always be. He's also the Orioles players rep. So if he really wanted, if they, if it was a fake injury, he could call him out easy, you know. So. But it's just crazy how like, as soon as he got caught with the Adderall thing, it all yeah. turned, it all turned to shit. Yeah. And then apparently he went back on it. Didn't he? Well, he got approved. He, the yeah. one year he didn't, he missed the approval. And then the next year he got back on and it really didn't do him anything. So, and then, I mean, his swing, he's got a nice natural looking swing. He just can't hit the fucking ball. It's it slow. It, he's it got, slow, he's yeah. got a really slow yeah. swing and he doesn't do nothing to change it. That's the thing. And he doesn't choke up on the bat. He don't nope. change his. He says every year he's changing his stance when he or something and he doesn't. And you would do think it. all the fucking money he's making, he could hire a goddamn hitting coach, personal hitting coach to teach him. To get him back into the league, and they say, I think it's a lot of it was in his head, and with all that money, he still gets somebody for that too. Yeah, true. or if he did just went down to the minors for a little bit. I don't. Know, I, I went I, down there for a couple of weeks. If you listen to guys like Mike Bordick and Jim Palmer, he's basically a liar. I mean, he says he does all these and works oh, yeah, all this extra, and he, they both have called him out, and he doesn't put in the work like he says he was doing. But but technically, if you got a slow swing going down to the minors, would make you look better. But once you got back to the majors, you still got a That's slow true. swing. Because you, if you're if you're I mean if you're facing 88, 85 miles an hour every day, a slower swing you're going to hit that. Yeah, but I mean his uh, last spring training, he started. He had yeah. it for a second, where but he, he was also killing it. He also balked himself up, so that should have made his nat- – well, he he was way bigger last spring to start. Well, yeah. I mean, he probably juiced up in the offseason, yeah. stopped it as soon as the spring started. And I'm sure all that extra muscle gave him a little more bat speed, too. I, He's – the thing is with him, if he can just choke up on his bat a little bit, to me, he's so strong. He can hit the ball over the fence with one arm, really. You know what I mean? So yeah. Some people it, some people just don't want to. Yeah. You know, they think or, they know yep. it all. Absolutely. Fucking crazy. Because you know, Mark Hagas retired, right? Yeah. Yep. Congrats to him. Too bad he didn't stick around for the 3,000 hits. I think the COVID year messed him. If he had plans to stick around for that last year, messed that up. Because he would have had to play till he was 40 to get a certain amount of hits each year to do it. 2,300, some shit like that. I wanted to see him get that. But. Uh, when he left when he left Baltimore, I was not a fan of him no more. Nah, I still rooted for him. Yeah, I didn't hate him. He didn't, I didn't, he didn't leave here on bad terms, I didn't think. Yeah, that was our fucking fault because they didn't want to give him another year. We the did that a lot. Shit to bet on that one, man. They did. They let him in. Uh, they shit to bet on everything. And Nelson Cruz both walked because of a, a, a fourth year. And yet both look of those fucking guys. Look at Nelson Cruz now. Right. He's still tearing it up. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Chris Davis is a bum. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Chris Davis is a bum. Whoop, whoop. We had to sit with this cocksucker on the team. Sorry, I won't say cocksucker. I mean, we we all like we we were trying to tell you as an Orioles fan when we signed and we were all like, hell yes, they're spending money. Nobody was like, we shouldn't sign this guy. Nobody said that at the time. He just came off a fifty-three home run year. We weren't going to be like, 
He Joe Flacco'd us, all right? <laughs> Mid against ourselves, though. That was the fucking That's true. We did. Thing about it. Like, but nobody I think, else was involved. I think Angelos had a soft spot for him. And, he's got a, and he has a solid glove, I think. He I think is. Solid Underrated first, first baseman, big time. And that sucks because you can't DH for a fucking first baseman. Nope. Uh, fucking bullshit. Yeah, he's a... Uh, yeah, I think he got overlooked for gold glove at least twice. That I know. The couple, the 2014 for sure, I think he should have won the gold glove. Don Mattingly. And we had to had to deal with him and we had to watch Adam Jones in fucking Korea. Yeah. Where the fuck I was, man. That that pained me. When we let him go, that was what... Yeah, that was... The, I, I just that, I didn't like that. That was an emo... I ain't gonna lie. a big O's fan. He's one of my probably top three Orioles fans of all time. And he's... When he left, it was... It was tough. I think it's just because he was so big in the in the community, mm. and you just you can't you can give me I don't care what analytics tell you you give me nine Adam Joneses you're gonna make the playoffs you're gonna be yeah. compete compete they say he's not a big war player or whatever all that means but you that's not the eye test you watch him go out there and play and he plays hard and he's a leader yeah. and you can't yeah I mean yeah it's a shame how the analytics what's really pushed him out of Major League Baseball which is crazy because I mean you really couldn't tell that he was that he was in some kind of downfall slump type thing, right? At all, like I mean, he's he, his glove was immaculate. Yep, you know he could track balls like they were fucking, you know. And his his power did diminish when he went to Arizona. Um, he went. I think he hit fourteen home runs last year. But I think it's also National League at that age. Maybe if he played in the American League where he DH sometimes, it would have helped him, and he would have kind of still played left field. Yeah, but it is what it is. I think he's a class act and. uh I heard he he was saying something the other day that he would like to come back and manage the Orioles. I think that would be cool if he just came back to the organization. That would uh, yeah, that would definitely be neat. But you know, the Angelos and the Angelos son, they tend to fuck everything up they touch. So. Well, um, we'll see what the, the since the son's in charge now. I will see. I, I gotta have a little faith that he's gonna just do it the right way because now the dad's kind of pretty much not calling the shots anymore. I think. Uh, I think they're going on the right track. It's just it's, as an Oriole fan, we won in eighty in my lifetime. We won in eighty three, went in seventy nine, and went to the playoffs a few times in the nineties, and then put and then here in the, the two thousand fourteen and twelve year. But most of the time, we've been pretty bad. Yeah, uh, you know it's been tough. So I think John Angelos is going to straighten it out. He's going to let the powers to be to straighten it out. I should say. Yeah, that's sad. I don't. They haven't won a World Series since I've been alive. Nope. It's kind of fucking shitty. I mean, we I was, you? I was a year old. A year old. 83. Yeah, and I was so little. I mean, I remember it, but, uh, you know, very vaguely, you know. And I said, I've been a diehard fan since I was, shit, basically came out of the womb. So, it's watching, had them struggle these last few years after that, the from the 12 to 14 years. That It's been tough as I was, man. Yeah, you're always, tired of the rebuild and oh, the young birds are coming. How many times I've heard that over the years? So I saw that he um he did say he committed to staying in Baltimore. So yeah, they only signed a two year lease right now until they work things out with the uh, the state or whatever. Yeah, because they need to get remodeled the stadium. Stadium is getting old, so it is, and it's it's just outdated itself. It still looks good. Oh it's yeah, it's still voted one number one or two best in baseball, and that's the second home to me. I walk in there, I feel like I'm in heaven. So it's a game changer stadium. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it baseball. A, it's like that? old. You feel you can feel the nostalgia when you go into there. To me, yeah, and especially for baseball in itself, I think it's a slow game to watch. It is. 
I mean, that's why I like being involved, umpiring, playing. But it's it just it's tough. It's a tough game to sit there and watch, especially on TV. I mean, that's even harder when you got to listen to Jim Palmer talk. <laughs> Come <laughs> but, on, man! But when you're at the game, at least it gives you a little bit more involvement in it. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's probably the biggest thing. If, if if you don't ever go, if you've never gone to a game, that that's the biggest thing you take away is the atmosphere. Yeah, you get from the stadium. Yeah, and and the Orioles. You know, we you always hear people say how expensive it is, but it really the Orioles still, and it, it, it is. You take a family of four there, you're spending hundreds of dollars. Yep. But it's still one of the most affordable venues in baseball. Also, uh, you know, and you know, you're spending eight or ten dollars a beer, right? But in some stadiums, it's twelve or fifteen dollars for that beer. So, well, you know. the, one, the one right across the street from it's more than that. If you go to MIT, oh yeah, yeah, true. You go there, you're you're spending more. Well, they're trying to squeeze out all that eight games and stuff. Sixty or eighty-one, so right. But um, plus you can you still take stuff into the? Not this year. I was reading it today. No, you can't take anything in. I can't take bags in at all, and then you can't take cash. Yeah, no, I heard it's going to be. And, it's going to be all going to be on that. All, all digital. Everything's yeah. digital. You got to have a credit card and everything now. That's crazy. So there won't be. I, I'm assuming there won't be no hot dog vendors walking around because they take cash. Fuck you, COVID. So COVID's still winning. Look, it'd be nice just to be there. Hell. Yeah, that's true. Sitting next to somebody that you don't know. That's going to be lovely. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. How well, the pods, the way they look like it, I seen a little video on Facebook today and they already got some of the like seats taped off. It's like, it looks like every other row, every third row or something like that. So, and then like if us three go, I think it's be, we'll sit together and nobody else will be in our row or something like that. That's what it seems like. Yeah, we got to do that. We got to go to a game. Aren't you? Yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do it. Right now? Right now. Fuck it. Let's go. All right, we're out, guys. Deuces, pieces. <laughs> we'll hook this all up at Camden Yards. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can get out, see if we can't get a skybox. We'll just record one up there. That'd all be right. cool. Just do it from the seats. Don't even ask um, nobody. Look, a little just generator. A <laughs> <laughs> little portable mics and shit. Like, all right, guys, here we are. Episode 19. Might know a guy. Oh. Dave, uh, are you listening? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool. All right, so. What are we talking about, Joey? We uh, got uh oh, we got yeah, man. So we did. We were originally going to have a drink of the week. Uh, somebody didn't bring it. Fuck that. Well, I was told <laughs> that you, you told me you was going to buy it too. You said you. Had I said it. I was going to bring the banana. You, oh, I told you, you get the one fifty one cheapskate. You son of a bitch. He said he was going to. He said he had it, and I was like, all right, cool. And then he walked in and have it. So I didn't. I don't know the fuck deal. So. It was supposed to be cruising rum. That's all right. Cruising banana rum. Big ups. Gonna be we'll do the big ups without the shot. But whatever. Big ups. I mean, there was a pretty solid uh, story behind the cruising rum that we, uh, me and this guy, plus one, took a Caribbean vacation, fuck, 10 years ago. Close to 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a pretty solid fucking time. St. Croix. I mean, I, you're the guest. I'll let you The know. little known St. Croix had all the... U.S. Virgin Islands. Virgin Island, right? Yeah, so you didn't probably need a the passport. least popular one. No, no passport needed. How long was the flight? Do you remember? <sighs> Not that long. It wasn't that bad. The waits were definitely longer. We flew from BWI to Puerto Rico, and then from Puerto Rico to there on, fucking, on the little charter plane. Fucking Puerto Rico airport. The nachos were fucking amazing. <laughs> Best nachos I've ever had. Not even shit. True story, and the women were beautiful. Yeah, didn't have to leave the airport to find them fucking hotties in there. They but yeah, that was a solid like ten day trip. Yes, was it ten days? Yeah, something like that. I think I almost killed us a couple times. Shocker, right? Yeah. He did well. We let him. I let him drive. So yeah, apparently it was like everybody's. Uh, well, one, I was the only one that seemed to be comfortable driving on the left side of the road. 
left side car too? Yeah, uh, no. It was a no, right was side steering wheel? Yeah. yeah. I was the only one that seemed to be able to do that. So well, like, fuck it, I'll do it. We pulled out of the airport and I was like, man, this is weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> first time for me, so. And that was that was at St. Croix. That was that, in Puerto Rico? No, that was yeah, St. Yeah, yeah, Croix. We only did the airport oh, at uh, Puerto Rico, which was fucking awesome. Saw them shipping in some uh, Cuban clientele, ladies. <laughs> like, just had like fucking suck, one dude we suck, all, suck. all in gold, you know, gold chains and shit. He looked just straight out of a fucking movie. And there's <laughs> yeah. a line of fucking chicks going on to the plane. Like, all right, we know we know this deal. I'll take a ticket on that one. Got a good price. <laughs> all so, right. Tell them about good old Glenn Marley. Glenn Marley. Yep. Guy called Glenn Marley. Looked like the crackhead Bob Marley, basically. <laughs> as soon as you we started driving he's screaming what was he saying like basically he was trying he was selling whatever you needed basically and uh yeah so we stopped as soon as we get into the town well i don't remember the town name but what they, these fools pull over and get him plus one needed uh, plus one party favors plus one needed some party favors little ganja plus right um, and uh they put this bitch in the back seat with me by the way it's real nice <laughs> Learn to drive on the left side of the road, bro. I don't even know how I ended up in the back seat. Because you, oh, I don't know. In my rental. <laughs> yeah, so he picked his ass up. He just tells us to start driving. He seems cool as shit at first. Yeah. I think he's kind of like small talking with us, you know, asking us. Hey, hey, man. We get to the spot where he's got to go get it and he immediately snaps. Don't fucking, don't look at me. Yeah. Don't look at me. Look forward. Don't look at me. I'm don't going to get shit. Leave. Don't you guys don't leave. Don't lie to me. Don't stay I swear right to the God. fuck here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Straight up paranoid type shit. <laughs> he start, turned into Tony Montana real like, quick. Yeah, damn, buddy. Don't you fucking talk to me, you fucking <laughs> prick. Stay right the fuck here. And yeah. That was not. And, and of course, we just time. got there and we're not knowing this is my fault. We're thinking, what the fuck is he about to do? What's coming out? This building with him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're in Kansas anymore. No. That was not the last time we ran into that guy. Nope. Trips, man. I went and we bought, <laughs> me and Plus One went and uh, tried to buy other party favors from him. <sighs> yeah. That was, uh, they weren't the good ones in the airport. Menu. <laughs> yeah. We um, run into his ass again, walking the streets. <laughs> um, like he just, it was like, I was like, I don't know, like Beetlejuice, if you said his name, motherfucker right. disappeared. And um, we were looking for the, uh, some fun. He takes us to that same fucking place, and like I, at first I thought, didn't you say it was like by a graveyard? It was the same. It was the same spot. I, I don't remember seeing the exact a graveyard. same place. He got everything. He has all hidden in one room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, one, we're fucking hammered. So, so yeah, we um, we pull up to the place again. He does his normal thing. I'm going to go in. Then you're going to go in, do your thing, and leave. And I, I, I Timmy, shit. <laughs> Plus, Plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Plus one, he um he had the cash on him, and I thought I was, and he like he's acting like he lost it, like he's like man I can't find my uh my money, which I took that as a, like a sign of let's get the fuck out of here, bro. So I just started like playing along with him, and I'm like yelling at him while he's looking for his money, and I like look over at Glenn, and I'm like look man I'm just just lay on the gas and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking start going. And we're, just, we're I'm just making every turn I can fucking make. This looks good. Let's just go. Got the fuck home. We got out of that bitch, man. Actually, I'm lying. No, we didn't. Because then we're uh, still on the prowl, and some ladies just like walking the streets. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and we pull up, and she's like, she comes up, and starts talking to me, and she wants to uh, 
So let's get get in the car, and then we'll take her to downtown or whatever, and she'll uh, so do a little something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then she'll uh, give me a dollar for a dollar, one dollar. Man, she's on the dollar she'll menu. Give you a dollar? No, no, no. Oh, give them. She wanted a dollar. Look, she came. Apparently, from what I hear, she came with an ashtray and everything. Damn, on her chest. <laughs> she had, like this weird fucking like spot, like burnt spot on her titty. You like were just putting shit out. On hey, somebody man. probably gave her two dollars to do that. Damn. It's actually, but then, like, I don't know, he talked me out of that one. So then, yet again, I pulled the whole, oh, let me check, yeah, lay on the gas and fucking roll. <laughs> that was my Caribbean move there, man. Oh, Jesus. And then I got home, and the next day, though, I was, uh, I tapped out the rest of, like, that, the, the following day, I just wanted to lay on the couch, and I drank too much. He wanted to die. They think I did something, but I was like, no. No, he, he, he just wanted to die. I was just... <laughs> What could have did something like I was like, damn, bro, stop drinking so much. Well, we also had a, a housekeeper or a housekeeper guy was looking over the house we were in named Kareem. Oh, not that guy. I was thinking. Of- oh, no, no, yeah, we fired that guy. That was awesome, kind of. Yep. But we had a guy named Kareem, and first thing he said when we got there is, "Don't told us, don't go wandering off by yourselves at night and stuff." He basically in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. So of course, those two did the exact opposite. Four year old stubborn some bitch. Tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I, when they left okay you don't were, tell me to look down because i'm gonna look down they were both fucked up when they left all right and they was gone on their mission and i knew what their mission was so i had having to call kareem after we came at like i don't know one o'clock in the morning and he was like well if they're not back in a little bit call me back he says but you don't have no idea what they're gonna bring back with you so prepare yourself for anything i'm like oh god <laughs> so he had me all paranoid what was coming back and then they did come back. I just stayed in my room like, I don't know what they got with them. So I'm going to go sleep. Man, Banging well, on my door and shit. Any any, uh, any hybrid girls in St. Croix? Not that I could find. Couldn't find any. Uh, wasn't into them back then. I think you were always into them. <laughs> just, <laughs> I was born into them. Wait, just, what? You just came out recently. Well, then the last night, our last night there, we went to the bar. We posted up on a few times. And this was after their little adventure. And we're sitting there and coming down the there's next to this little bar, there's like a little walk alley. And here comes Glenn Marley. Glenn Marley. And Glenn Marley pokes me in the I guess he, he remembered me for the first time. He goes, <laughs> pokes me in the shoulder and he's pointing to my brother. He goes, That motherfucker. He says, I should fuck that motherfucker up. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, nah, man, just come on, just chill, have a drink. Whatever. Yeah, fuck so him up. <laughs> he tried to convince you to jump him, didn't he? Well, he was like, We should, yeah, you should help me fuck him up. Like, okay. <laughs> and then I was like, nah, man, just chill to my brother. He said, I think you need to buy me some champagne. My brother, I think he bought him a Heineken or something. That was it. But yeah, I was like, oh, shit. This. <laughs> she was like, no, that's not him. That's the guy. <laughs> Just point to Chewy. He knew. He didn't even remember. Like, I, I got off fucking scot free on that one. Like, he didn't. It was all Timmy. Like, that, it was all plus one. God damn it. <laughs> Marker. Well, I've done called him my brother. So now we all know. We all, everybody knows. Oh, we got, Jesus Christ. But it was, it was a good time. St. Croix. It was great. I mean, uh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful and definitely on the bucket list to go back to. I had a strict diet of Heineken and Vienna sausages. That's pretty much the only thing I ate. I, I will, drank that uh, every fucking morning. But breakfast was like four cans of that. Then I drank the rest of it. Well, and, 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 and cruising rum. That's and the, yeah, where, cruising where rum. that comes in. They actually make it on the island. Were you on a budget or is it just because you didn't want to go get nothing no. else to eat or there was nothing no, else? No, I drank a lot of beer. There was uh-huh. no... Like, <laughs> I went through probably like four or five cases. Why Vienna sausage though? I like I love Vienna sausages, and they had a big ass like 
24 pet variety pack. He, had, he took them and dumped them in a bowl like this. Smashed them. God damn, bro. Relaxed for a minute. Maybe he rub, rubbed one out. <laughs> Dude, Got and in the pool and started drinking. At least a fifth of the rum was gone every day Basically. by 11 a.m. By 11. And drinking and driving was an everyday event. Like, not a little bit either. <laughs> we tried to teach him how to swim. Yeah, to have my noodles. That still didn't happen. But yes, the uh, drinking and driving thing, we... Uh, we chased down a unmarked police officer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like in a car. Yeah. So, yeah, where we're driving, it's open road pretty much. You don't see a lot of traffic, obviously. And, um, I think we were kind of just cruising at the moment. We, we were gunning it to 100 plenty of times. But at that particular moment, I think we were just, I think we were looking for something. And then this car just comes boogieing by us. I'm like, fuck you. And we start gunning it and chasing him. I'm driving. Plus one's in the uh, passenger seat again. He's got a party favor hanging out his mouth. Out his mouth hanging out the window. With a bottle of uh, Coke and Captain or some shit I like it was that. Cruising. Was it, I thought he made, he, yeah, he might, okay, he probably did Porter cruising in there. And we're slowly just, I'm catching him, I'm catching him, I'm catching him. As we get to the side of him, we, he looks over, we see the, like, the cage in the back with a shotgun sitting up. Hit the brake. <laughs> <laughs> Drive well, Timmy's screaming at the window, big ups. He didn't care. We, we were doing like 70 or 80 miles an hour. He yeah. was, And we were catching up to him. So right. he, he, they were everything is just laid back. Leaning on the uh, law. Well, sure, if you got pulled over a couple bucks here, it would have been. Probably. I don't right. know who you are. Was that our Goose, Luis Guzman from uh, Word of Miller's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> give me it was a thousand yeah. thousand pesos or a blowjob. Who's your friend? Right. <laughs> <laughs> my goal that whole time was I just wanted to go sit on a beach under a tree, palm tree, and drink finger, something with an umbrella in it. Drink a Corona. Oh. I wanted an umbrella, man. I wanted an umbrella. Okay. Uh, and then I got one. I just had the bartender give me one, and the first one was nasty. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> we had the weirdest fucking caretaker of the house. Not Kareem. There was another guy that was living in the uh, in the basement, basically. Had a bungalow or some shit like that. And we had to fire him while we were there for the homeowner. Well, he's a caretaker. Like, what's what's he, his? He lived there. He was supposed to take care of the house okay. and clean the pool and all this. But we cleaned the pool right. <laughs> every day. And the, the the small end part of the pool, which we didn't care about, but that was broken. And he was supposed to fix it, didn't fix it. Um, he hired hired this guy Kareem to come take care of the lawn and stuff like that. And he, the owner so, of the place. Yeah, the owner. Not, not the, and, the uh, weird caretaker. Yeah, the weird, weird caretaker was a big heavy metal guy. And we're it's six, seven o'clock in the morning. And he, my room was right above where he's is. And he's blasting his music like, I'm not kidding, seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, no, we're all man. fucked up every day. <laughs> <laughs> Kept trying to get plus one to go in down to his room and look at his record collection. Like, legit, I'm yeah, not even yeah. lying. And, and watch his, look at his guitars. I think it was, and this is a guy like, like, say, you would be like if we if you lived in the states originally. This is like a job you would want in St. Croix to be the caretaker of a house, that, a rental house. Yeah, solid gig. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure, because you're not you're not paying rent basically, <laughs> and that place is probably empty more than it's rented out. So mm-hmm. He's got it to himself. I'm sure he parties it up. I mean, yeah. hell, I would too. Yeah. But I was at least do my job. The little bit I had to do, you know. And we did hear stories that yeah, he be he would party all the time. And like he'd just be hanging out in the hot tub with his brother, like butt nugget. <laughs> like that, this was, I think, yeah. one of plus two, plus two <laughs> marker. All right, this one's working out well for me today. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, that guy, the marker. owner of the house. That's all. God damn, 
Owner of the house, yes. So you guys knew the owner? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, we he, we got hooked up with a good price to go, and we had the whole facility. I mean, there's a house, main house that had what, two two bedrooms, three bedrooms, and a big big ass kitchen, big it's all like sitting room. Protected. Yeah, oh yeah, it was up. They called it the hill. And there was one house above us, and the people who lived there something to do with Microsoft, yeah. and they would leave by a helicopter. <laughs> and that, that was pretty nice. And then I said there was one house above us. Um, what the hell was going to be saying? We had all oh, the backyard had a huge barbecue it was, and had the pool. It also had a bungalow, two bungalows, it had a one bedroom nice. bungalow and then a two bedroom bungalow. I mean, we could is just the same thing. One a villa and a bungalow. I get. Oh, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. That's fancy talk for me, right? I slept in the uh, two bedroom bungalow. So that's crazy. outside. It's, it's just pretty much its own fucking. Yeah, it's like you house. own a, own, a, own small house basically. And kitchen and all that shit. This was solid fucking property. Yeah, absolutely. What was the weather like? Oh. It, Bad, actually. actually, yeah. Did it really? It, that part sucked because we, not that I could have done it anyway, but the scuba dive and stuff like that was kind of out. Their best day, I think, was the last day or two we were there. So was that was that normal for them, or was that like the, no the season? I thought it was the season. I didn't think so. It wasn't hurricane season. We, we missed that. Mm. Pretty sure it was just a bad week, honestly. Because we were warned all, you know, when you go down there, get your suntan lotion because the sun's hotter than you're going to burn, and it really didn't. It was just Heaven. a storm. A storm followed us from Puerto Rico, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, we were steady getting rained on as we fucking came down. Yeah. But we finally did get to the beach and do all the stuff. They have a plate. We didn't get to see. They have beer drinking pigs. We did not get to see those. But it was non-alcoholic beer. Well, that's because they had three of them. And one of them died seriously from cirrhosis <laughs> of the liver. Oh, for real. Jesus Christ. So now they had two, and now you can only give it O'Doul's. It still would have been cool. Still, we didn't get At to least do it. we learned from it. Had a casino. Mm-hmm. A rainforest in there was pretty cool. The sand clean, beaches clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We like, went to, we hit the beach up. There's a lot of hotels and stuff there, of course. Well, one Buccaneer Hotel. It's actually, apparently, a lot of celebrities stay there and everything. Um, and I guess when they're not busy, they let anybody just go. So we went there to the beach, and it, it, it was great. I like there's like when I didn't go, but when Tiff went to Miami Beach, like there's seaweed and shit all throughout the sand. Mm-hmm. And she said it was it was disgusting, like disgusting looking, disgusting feeling. Mm. And like when we went to Clearwater, the fucking beach is, you know, crystal clear, perfect and white. Like is that is there sand like white or is it sand like Ocean City sand? Yeah, it's what I think it's white, it and, white. you know, and, and then, you know, I, I being my first experience down there, it sounds like a rookie here, but when you get used, you know, the water looks so beautiful and clear until you're in it. It doesn't, it still looks clear, but it doesn't look blue. It's green. You know, yeah, yeah. it's kind of different. But, and then sea urchins, didn't know that was a thing. I had to pee on my finger. Just to be, just to be like, a, like a jellyfish. No, they're sea urchins. They're little, little spike balls. Oh, yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Oh. And they tell you to wear um, swim shoes while you're in the water there because they're all over the place. Yeah. And yeah, these two went out. Him and plus one went a little off the beaten path, and I they thought they got stung. I'm not sure if they did or not, or they just want to pee on summer. each other. I'm not sure. You peed on your finger to feel better? Yeah. Mm. So I'm pretty sure I got stung by them. Good way to go, good buddy. Yeah. I survived. Fuck you both. <laughs> can confirm. Can confirm. Or did you? <sighs> this is all Might have changed you. Or is this the lady boy? So, Rick. Yes, sir. Mm. You love wrestling. Used to. Used to. What changed? The 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 while the 
Your favorite character? Retired. Well, yeah, he, that, but the product overall is not. Maybe it's a product overall I don't like as much anymore. I'll yeah. flip it on still once in a while, but I don't get entertained by it anymore. We go, it's Monday night. It's like nothing else is on. I'll see what's going on. But we we go to me and Tiff have made a made a thing of now going to Jimmy Seafood every Thursday, mm-hmm. and they have uh, pretty much wrestling on the entire time. Like on one of the main TVs, the biggest TV, mm-hmm. they have wrestling on, and it looks like it's maybe older wrestling, like not not got, newer. Got, wrestling. I got the network Channel or something. Like I seen like Ric Flair fighting oh, yeah. one of them. I was like, that's got to be vintage. Yeah, and then um. Who else did we see? We saw somebody else the other day. Ricky yeah. the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. It's an awesome one. Jimmy awesome name to throw out there, by the way. Jimmy nah, yeah, yeah I, I grew up watching it, obviously, in the 80s, uh, Hogan. And uh, my actually, my favorite wrestler when I was a little kid was the Junkyard Dog because oh, I yeah. just remember him dancing in the ring with kids. So he was always my favorite. Right. And I, always hate, I honestly always hated Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I mean, I give him his dues, his credit, but I just didn't like him. I liked everybody who fought him, like Roddy Roddy Piper, Macho Man. The Ultimate Warrior came in. He became my favorite. Then when Undertaker came in, like that guy to me personifies wrestling. Because like K Fab, whatever, he stuck to his character. He's, you know, he, he, you knew it was fake, but he made you believe in him. Frankly, yeah. and I, you know, as I got older, he kept did keep me coming. I would watch WrestleMania every year, and we did our tradition with the Royal Rumble all the time. But I would only watch it. To the last few years, waiting because he always make his little pop ups, and that's why I would keep watching so it. At a shrine that he <laughs> for WrestleMania, he every WrestleMania, he have like the Taker Cup, the Taker poster, and he would lay that shit out with his trinkets and stuff. I like, did the same thing with the Ravens, <laughs> like though, a chick so. playing bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same shit with the Ravens though, so ain't a different. I'm up the bobbleheads yeah, in there, yeah, so that was one of the episodes we saw Thursday. Was the the one where the Undertaker got buried? Mm-hmm. And the guy had the big bulldozer and dumped the oh. dirt on him. Yeah, I was like, what the so those that's that's the thing. He all those matches were always entertaining. Yeah, you know, and then his comebacks from those were always lightning inside of a building, uh, you know, horse and carriage. It's just stuff that entertains you. You know, yeah. if you're gonna be, it's gonna be fake and entertain now. I don't want guys with their, I don't like guys using their real names or wrestling. Why be a character? You know, like he says, and I've heard. I didn't catch the Rogan podcast, but he said many times, "You're in there telling a story. Tell the story. You don't have to." always jump off of a ladder. You don't always have to put your life on the line to do something to tell a story. And I think a lot of his matches, there can be arguably, but some of his, a lot of his matches told a story and a lot of guys, even that, he's not just my favorite, but I think he's top two of all time. Because yeah, of, he was like an ambassador too, wasn't he? He was like the, not an ambassador, but he was like a representative for all the wrestlers too. Like, Well, yeah, he was the lead guy in the locker room for he sure. He had like that court thing, didn't he? Yeah, the wrestler's, the, court. Uh, wrestler's court and guys feared him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we there one of the things they were talking like when Shawn Michaels was not in his right or was an asshole, frankly. The taker, Austin, did not, and Steve Austin didn't think Shawn was going to give him the title, going to give like Due to dues, dues, and Taker heard that, and Taker was sitting in Gorilla, ready to go out there and beat the shit out of Shawn Michaels right. if he didn't do the right thing. So, and then I, for me, I like guys like that. Not even just wrestling and anything. This guy, again, he stepped up. He's a leader. He, he was consistent, and he took his craft very, very serious. And he worked his ass off at it. I mean, the guy didn't do an interview for twenty years, right? Because he didn't want to break character. Break character. Yeah, you know. So, well, we have a surprise for you today. Come on in, Undertaker. And if you don't hear a dong, then that's wrong. This motherfucker would shit himself. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you guys got big, quick. Now that I don't would, know if that's a 
Stabber. <laughs> you guys got big quick. All right, fuck you now. Leave. Yeah, fuck you. Come back tomorrow. I mean, if you got, the, look, there's some local wrestlers. If you brought Gilberg in here, I'd believe that. Gilberg. He's from Glen Burnie, I believe. the Asian sensation. Yeah, we did have the Asian sensation in there. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched that yeah, How about you watch our fucking podcast? Sorry, I am behind for sure. Would watch it. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Look, I have promoted the shit name. out of your podcast. <laughs> I have not. I am behind on them for sure. That, dude, you do have to go check out that Rogan podcast, man. That Taker one, just the Taker. One. I can't watch my friend's podcast. I know. I know. <laughs> you got to just get get some fucking headphones and just listen to the shit, man. I I, I quite enjoyed that one. I think his shit's kind of got boring over the like couple months, but sometimes he gets a a good one that comes on there, and that was definitely great. And I was always a WWE guy or WWF, whatever you want to call it. Never was a big WCW, NWA guy. I like Rick, certain guys over there, Ric Flair's thing, but I just always thought the product was cheaper. You can, when you watched it, low, you low just, budget, more yeah, low, budget, low yeah. way more low budget. Yeah. Well, we, I, I mean, we went to, we took a trip to Clearwater, mm-hmm. and that was like the one thing I wanted to do when I went down there was see Hogan's Beach Shop. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I was, I was a little disappointed, like. It was so it was small. I didn't realize it was going to be that small because it looks so big, so much bigger when they show videos of it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, they had Andre the Giant's trunks. They had every belt up there signed. You can take pictures with for ten dollars with your own phone. Damn. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Damn, Hogan. And then we did. Then we come up and we asked the girl, um, you know, how often does Hogan come in? She's like twice a week. And then we were there. We went there on a Friday. I was like, well. Has he come here the second time yet this yeah. week? I'm like, oh, like, yeah, he was already here twice. I was like, all right, bye, thanks. He has a res- restaurant, too. Did you right now, yeah, like oh, half okay. a block up, we went to that, too. had some wings. But it's nothing fancy, you know. Yeah. There's nothing really wrestling-oriented about it. It's just a... Got his name on it, frankly, yeah. right? Apparently, he frequents there as well, like a lot. But he lives right there, too, so. But it was pretty cool, I think, to see all those belts. He's got... You know, fucking videos of his wrestling matches mm. playing all the time in the in the store. And no, mannequins of him fucking posing. If I ever went down there, I definitely would check it out. I, like I said, I give Hogan his respect for making wrestling what it was. Frankly, he, he was the first big money maker for right. sure. Yeah, and he, I mean, he he did a lot of things for Vince McMahon too to, to to steer him in the right direction. Yeah, with the whole thing. So, plus he knew he knew Vince Senior. Like yeah, he worked for Vince Senior first. Yeah. It's funny because I didn't realize until last year that uh, I remember the whole WrestleMania three buildup. You know, greatest thing of all time, right? The thing that put WWF over the top, and how they promoted that with Andre uh, never been slammed before, and he's never been beaten in seventeen years, and how young I was then, and realized now because I've seen videos of how much of a lie that was. <laughs> Hulk Hogan actually beat him. Before and body slammed him like five years before that. Yeah. <laughs> in Madison Fuckers. Square, not not Madison Square Garden, in uh, Shea Stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. And then they can just lie to you later. They can't get away with that no more because of the internet and yep. stuff. So, yep. My dad, we used to, because we went to the arena one time when Hogan was there. And my dad says, I don't remember, I was probably so small. He said that Hogan held me like in the, in on the aisle. You know, when he comes down the aisle, apparently he held me or something. I don't fucking know. I don't remember it. Well, I, Never had that in wrestling. I went the best well, time he I went. does too. Guess what, guys? Come on in, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Man, we just got the good old locker room back here. This is better than Monday Night Raw. No. Sorry, like, was he no. in my kitchen this whole time? <laughs> Him and Undertaker just hanging out in there. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, my best going to experience was I went to 
with with an X. Um, a pay per view. I think it was No Way Out. And what the main was his event. Name? <laughs> the main event that night was Kurt Angle and The Undertaker for the title. Great, great show, great match, of course. And I was pretty close. And it was always a bucket list. I wanted to be there to see The Undertaker's entrance in person. I had gone before, but he was the American badass. And that night, he didn't even come out on the bike or anything. He ran out to beat up the big show and ran back. That's all I got out of him. Oh. So, but, he, but he did the entrance. And, dude, I got, the, I got to walk literally where he walks up the steps. I was standing right there. And if you... I got the DVD of the thing at my house. You can see, see even with the cloud of smoke, you can see my forehead trying to get a picture. <laughs> the security guy stood over just a little bit so I can get the picture. And that picture came out cool because, like, the smoke was up. And all you get in the picture is, like, his upper body, like an aura. Like, he wasn't even standing there. Right. He was floating. So, that was pretty. That, that was a cool experience. I got to see that. And I always said I wanted to go to a WrestleMania. But kind of over that now. You know, if I... If they were if they were over local or something if, like say DC or something doing the stadium for WrestleMania, maybe I'd try to do it. But if it was good again, maybe. right? Like I say, like if it was, yeah, I'm not paying like three thousand dollars for a ticket to WrestleMania and not have something I want to see. Yeah. No, absolutely not. There, there's some of the guys that are in there now that I think could have potential, but they always have that, and I think the company doesn't push them right anymore, and the stories they write for them. Most of the time, not that good, I guess. You, you, it doesn't keep capture your attention. Yeah. So. I think the who somebody was talking about it. They that this it was uh, it was Randy, yeah, mm-hmm. talking about how Asian sensation, how um, you know, the, the wrestlers now they have writers that are writing their storyline. Well, they always had writers. I don't know. If it, I don't know how many. Like I remember in the nineties, the big writer was Vince Russo. He kind of ruined WCW, but also worked WWE and he was a big part of writing a lot of the stuff for um, the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do have writers and hell, I think, what the hell is his name? Seth Green? I'm like, the guy that does Robot Chicken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he, he writes for them a little bit too, but that doesn't mean the product's necessarily good. So, right. and then you also got to have the guys to sell it. Again, you got, you can write it all you want, but if the guys aren't out there believing in what they're selling, then I don't know. Wasn't it promos? Promos they were or, writing the promos for them. Yeah, the promos and not and, the storyline. Not the storyline. What yes. they what they say on stuff they would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I think, and I think the promos though are even better if the guys when they're they kind of know what they're going to say when they go out there, but when they kind of like As come out of yeah, I think that it's the best. I I, I do. And you can kind of tell. I mean, back in the day before it was live, all the promos were pre-recorded. You know. Um, like The Rock, I mean, he came out for his first six months and was booed, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Rock was, yeah, nobody liked think, him. Because he was portrayed as a bad guy. Yeah. And then when he switched over. No, nah, he, he was a baby face, man. Well, yeah, Rocky Maivia was a baby like, face. Yeah, he was like too baby face that they, people just rejected the fuck at him. And then, I think for like a split second, he was cool. And then it just fucking turned real quick. And then that's he, when he. He joined the. Up. Yeah. Nation. The nation. And then he, I mean, he, he developed from there. You know, yeah, I wonder what his mic skills were then. Because I don't think there's a better guy on the mic. Than he ain't no shit that. about fucking tequila then. I know that. <laughs> mm, <laughs> that's him. funny. Fuck you, Rock. Hey. That tequila uh, was good. But man. I also think some of the old school promos, like the 80s, they're still some of the best promos. I, I, I was, yeah, I talk to these guys all the time about, like, I, for some reason, as I've gotten older, I've gotten uh, more respect for somebody like the Macho Man. There's nobody cuts a promo like Macho Man. I hit their legendary promos. He cuts, and it's. Like, I used to love watching Mean Gene Okerlund. Yes, and guys. interview those guys. I was. I mean, the cream of the crop. One to me, still the best promo of all time. When he's got the who little cream. I, who was I listening to? Wrestling wise, they said that that brought up me. That's what they're missing. 
is a yeah is is the like, you know the the guy will go back there and oh he'll, he'll hold the mic and there'll be dumbfounded look on his face after the the wrestler well, they tried that they yeah. like they need like the mean gene who fuck fuck don't you fuck. dare talk to me like that guy like, he would get right in my they, they tried like, to do it differently like they had the coach and everybody be picked on him yeah they were always like bullied right to where mean gene was ready to just straight fucking throw hands on somebody yeah, and, and and every time like Jimmy the Hitman Hart yeah. with the uh, mouth, uh, mouth, mouth of the sound, yeah, with the fucking microphone, like I mean, they don't even do shit like that no more. Like there's no there's no entertainment to it. Even even I think even in the ring, I don't think that's entertainment. I think that's just acting bullshit. I think they go too hard. Now. Well, it's it's definitely it's they know who's going to win and all that, and I think they practice. I I, th- I think they talk about it a little bit beforehand, and um. I mean, they've always done that, though. Right, but I, I think, like I said, I, I still give them props because that falling is not fake. If you, you can say you're going to fall off the top rope and go through a table, but you can't. There's no way to yeah. practice that, and they do it. Most of them do it 300 days a year. That's more than any other athlete, you know what I mean? So I will give them their props for that, and they're on the road. COVID kind of canceled that. They're not really doing as much like that no more. But, but they, I mean, they are props, though. Like you know, the ring. Yeah, you know, breakable the tables, for, right? The rings built for impacts. And yeah, of course. Absolutely. The tables are probably sawed in half almost. Oh yeah, they're cheap. So There's no braces in the middle. But I, I definitely don't. I mean, I, I I definitely think it does take a toll. I mean, obviously, you seen Hogan. He's got fucking twenty five surgeries or whatever. Yeah, he's so he's, he's shrunk like four new three knees. inches or something yeah, because he's vertebrae. It's definitely it definitely takes a toll. Mm. But um, I mean, I think. And it's it's definitely staged to look a lot like it's real. Oh, absolutely! It's and, it's absolutely. But that's the entertainment part of it to me. Like I, I think I like I like that because I was just, they're, again they're telling a story. You bought into the story so much, and it's because you're not as you, you're not stupid. The guy one day he's got a broken arm, and the next week he's wrestling. Come on, you know you know that's well. I mean, and that was the shift. Like back in the day, like um, like when Andre the Giant and all that mm-hmm. was starting. The shit, the, it looked more real then, but mm-hmm. they didn't have big of a storyline. Well, now it, the shift is that now you got a big storyline, but there's no, there's no. Right. Real. And then every match though has become WrestleMania worthy. Basically you have a match yeah. on every Monday night raw where, oh my God, he kicked out of his finisher, you know? And like uh, Undertaker said it, almost every thing I've heard him say now, less is more. And that's the problem with the guys now. Step back, slow down. Give the crowd a stare. That's what they want. They don't, you know, Hulk Hogan was, frankly, he's terrible in the ring. He's fucking terrible. We were got Hulk Hogan was his charisma and doing this to the crowd. And, mm-hmm. you know, The Rock was a way better athlete than Hogan in the ring, but The Rock, it was his charisma. You know, and he, if The Rock didn't have his charisma, he wouldn't be, you know, I just think. Yeah, like build it up. Everything don't have that's to be it. The, I, the celebration. I feel like, like we're talking about WrestleMania 3, I feel like that whole build up, I thought it was the whole year, but it was more like, five or six months but that's not now everything's month to month because you got this generation now that wants everything now mm-hmm. and they don't want to wait to get the build up and you get the payoff at the end I'll just give them a fucking participation medal right <laughs> here's your 24-7 championship that everybody can win but that's <laughs> yeah so I'm off of it now I don't I watch it like I said just to pass time if I'm not doing it yeah I haven't even I couldn't tell you who wrestles now I haven't watched it in probably 15 years. Well, let's see who's still around. Edge is back. Randy Orton. Maybe it. I don't even think Brock Lesnar's there right now. Mm-hmm. He always shows up though. Like, but well, Mania is coming, so he'll probably be there for that. I'm sure. But 
I said, there's no, I just have no rooting interest at all. And then when they bring the old, there isn't even old guys to bring back. It's always get the nostalgic days, but now when they do it, it's always Hogan and Flair, which is mm-hmm. okay to see them, but they, they're two, both of them can't do anything. And then they don't use lot, use them. They got the new, what's that new wrestling, AEW? And they're using like Jake the Snake's there as a manager. I don't know why WWE don't do stuff like that. We don't have managers anymore. You have Paul Heyman, then um, I think there's one more MVP or something like that it's now. Chick, right? She's not even there anymore. She quit. So, like Miss Sovia Sol- Sol- Vega, like Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, what's wrong? Like, well, that thing is that's now a, the women. The women's uh, why not? Thing. If a man can be a wrestle. manager, why can't a woman be a manager? They want to wrestle now. No, the women. I think the women put on sometimes a better show than the men do. Now, I'm not going to even lie about that. I, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a sexist pig. Like women need to go back in the kitchen. I'm just saying, like, it, it seems <laughs> like sure. you can't have. <laughs> Man. That's not what you're trying to say. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. <laughs> like you, you feel like if if you have a female, or well, no managers is why they kind of exist. They don't exist, but a female manager would be like looked down on, down upon because she's not the wrestler type of shit. That's how it's kind of how well, I. That would be different if they would make the manager more of an important role, right? Like like how it used to be, like. They used to fucking grab the leg. You know what I mean? They used to do shit outside the ring. That yeah. And he's like, you know, Paul Heyman doesn't even do that. For, he, he stands there and he's the mouthpiece, but he doesn't do any of that. You know, the managers back then, like we were talking old school, Bobby the Brain Heenan is probably my favorite of all time. The Heenan family. He's what a manager should be. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart was a little annoying to me, but still. That, those, was, his, that was his, that was his niche. That right. Was what he did. Right. And just managers aren't the same. Nope. Yeah, and they were cowards, and they ran, and then I mean it was it's fun, and even the announcers, the uh, what was his name, the uh, the guy with the hat, Jr. Jr. Yeah, even the announcers were were involved in the match. Yeah, everything was better. Yeah. It's just that everything, everything, was, everything better. was fucking better. Everything was better. All right, you heard it here, folks. Everything was better. Hey. Gates closed. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no question about that. And uh, your story about um. Uh, you were talking about Hulk Hogan holding you. That's what, I, you know, the thing with me, I'm a big Eddie Murray fan, as you can see. One in se- I was born in 77. I went Nobody to my first. could see that. Oh, oh I showed it to Jim. That's <laughs> the all that mic- matters. The microphone, the microphone, the camera's in the front, bro. The microphone can't see it. I'm not going to. <laughs> I showed Jim. That's all that matters. But anyway, my first game, what, you know, while Bill Hagee and stuff, we were sat behind third base dugout at Memorial Stadium was the visitors dugout. I'm sorry. No, that was the home dugout. Right. That's where we were sitting. And, uh, but while Bill took me out of my mom's arms, freaked my mom out and brought me down and Eddie Murray held me. Oh. Eddie Murray was a rookie in 77, April 77. I was born that year. And then I just followed that man for, I still do. I mean, I, they're talking about a shrine. My daughter grew up thinking I had, she had a black uncle. I think there's so many pictures hanging in my house of our stuff of <laughs> Eddie Murray. She's like, who is this guy? So, and then I think my favorite, he was part of it for me. My favorite baseball experience going to the game was the uh, 60th anniversary. Yes, that shit was nice. When they had all the old players come. And for yeah. me, you know, we all grew up as an O's fan, the Eddie chant and all that stuff. And my daughter obviously was not even born yet when time Eddie was gone. And uh, when they brought him out and the whole stadium erupted in that and she got was doing it, I, that still sends chills in my body. She got to share that with me. So I, it's that and baseball itself has just been in, in kind of in my blood way before me. I'm my great grandfather, played with Babe Ruth, uh, my grandfather on my dad's side. Uh, help coach up Harold Baines. He taught him how to play baseball in St. Michael's. Um, so it's just, it's always been something with me. I played baseball, played. I, I love it. I just love the game. It's uh, always also been my escape. You know, when I was growing up, 
when things weren't going well around the house, I would go outside, just practice and stay out of it, play mm -hmm. baseball, you know, watch it. It was just always my great escape. And it still is. Like right now, I can't wait for opening day because this has been a, such a shitty year, right? And I'm like, mm, it's some kind of normalcy. It's just, I don't know. I could sit and watch a whole baseball game and have no qualms about it, you know. And I know a lot of people think it's too slow, and I get that, but it's just. And when I walk in the Camden Yards, that's to me like it's a second home to me. So, huh? yeah, I gotta agree. Like to to come home from like a long day, mm -hmm. and then like to shut it down and just relax and just watch, yeah, a baseball game. Definitely fucking great, man. Definitely, especially if you like the teams. Like I don't yeah. like I don't like turning on and seeing fucking Seattle play Milwaukee, but. You know, I'd rather sit down and watch an Oriole game. Right. And know the players have some kind of connection to the team. Yeah. And I, I think this year, I'm not even, I think we should also make some trips to Bowie. Yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. where the big young guys are going to be. Where Oshman's going to be there, you know, and the pitchers are going to be there. I think that's the place to go. And I haven't been to a Bowie game in years since I played myself as a teenager. Yeah, so. Rushman. Rushman. I got to say his name right if I want him on the show, but see if we'll come do the podcast with us. Yeah, come on. Who knows? You're not that big yet, bro. You can probably apply for press credential. <laughs> Can we? I think we can. Fuck yeah. You need a showrunner. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sealed the deal. To not to go back to that uh, 60th anniversary thing. That's what it was. Right? Yeah. Was, the, yeah. The beautiful thing about that, though, was that at the end of the game, what they did was they had all the, the old, I guess, every legend, I guess that was a lot. They had Everybody sit out on uh, the pitch, pitcher's mound near that area. And they put like on a big screen was like a, a home homage type of video for them all, and all like the current baseball all those current players were in the dugout, like still sitting there watching. And it it wasn't look like they were forced there, like they were, they were yeah, in, they were entranced, whatever. Genuinely were. into yeah. And then once it ended, they all came out together, and it was fucking pretty cool. Fireworks yeah. went off. Yeah, that was you know I've been to many Oreo games, and that that experience when everything that was it was really good they put on a great show first off and they thought it was a great time but the people don't understand there's so much nostalgia with the orioles like just this yeah. organization mm. like it's got so much history and so much yep. so much involvement in the league well, we were the team of the 60s right well from 66 to 83 we were winning as team of baseball so it was even more than that mm. um and then when they, when they came here in 54, my, my, said my family goes back a long way with everything. My great-grandfather, the one I said to play with Babe Ruth, he was still involved in the game. And when they, he came here, he was a big part of They had some kind of club. I forgot what it was called now. But they, during the parade and stuff, he knew a couple of them, like Bob Turley. My great-grandmother loved Bob Turley. The day they came on the parade, he jumped out of the car, came over, gave her a rose. And she, she kept that rose. It was in her Bible the day she died. That's, you know, and... It's just we just always had big history. The Orioles to have a big history here, and I, we, my family's always been involved. And my great grandfather died two years before I was born, so I never got to meet him. But all the stories about him, he said he played the Baltimore Biano Railroad minor league mm -hmm. team, and he got drafted. But back then, to be a pitcher in Major League Baseball, you had to weigh 150 pounds, mm -hmm. and he couldn't get to 150 pounds till. The year he died, right. which is sad. He had some kind of esophagus cancer or something, but he gained weight instead of lost it. But he pitched with them, and he had a ball. I don't want to. My the cousin that has this ball won't be listening, so I don't care. Um, he had a ball that was signed by uh, Ruth Garrett, Mur Murderers Row, and a bunch of the Philadelphia Athletics, Jimmy Fox, and some. It was all one ball, and he had that, and it was passed down through the family. 
And Let me I, guess. They played baseball with it. It was hit over a fence. I was no. thinking the same fucking the thing, man. got it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, but he. But that was the replacement ball. When he got yeah. the. the re- yeah. When it had them all on it. It was That's just right. Bruce. Ruth was the original ball. I was picking thanks up what for, you was putting. Thanks for fucking up my I didn't fuck right it up. Here. I was there with you. You didn't <laughs> see my sucker. excitement when you did it? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But they took that ball and well, he well, he got the ball handed to him basically throughout. The, and then he went and got married and changed his last name to the woman's name. And it insulted my great grandmother so much. She, she took the ball back. She well, she wanted it. And she never got it. And she never he never spoke to her again. So and we God knows whatever happened to that piece of history. So I feel a black bag job coming in. I don't even know where this guy lives. This has been more than 20 years since my grandmother's been dead. Well, maybe 15 years since great grandma died. So, yeah, that happened even way before that. Oh, I know this ball's out there. We'll get it. But hey, man. what you were just talking about, I did do that. My actual, my grandmother did have a autographed baseball. It was Frank Robinson. And it was always sat on a bookshelf by her back door. And I told you, I used to go always outside and just play ball. Well, I didn't have a ball and I was young and I did that. Well, the ball didn't get eaten by a dog. It wasn't all that. But I did hit the damn thing over the fence. And the, Mr. Mr. Hughes, who's our neighbor, he th- always threw the balls back to me. He threw that one. But I, I, he, it was like two days later before I got the ball back. He went to throw it. He was uh, like, well, fuck that. That's 50 bucks. No, <laughs> no but that, then, uh, but yeah, I got in big trouble for that, of course. And then, then I don't even know over the years whatever happened to that ball either. But anyway, she, yeah, she wasn't too happy about that. I have I have a baseball signed by the entire uh, I think it was 2014 yeah 2014 Brooklyn Park Dodgers <laughs> when we won, when we won the uh, Lithium Ferndale tournament. You better hang on to that. Could be worth money one day. Fuck yeah. We might. We were undefeated that season. 14. I think it was 14. Was I around for them? Uh, you were probably jerking off somewhere. I don't know. I, I, I th- it might have been fourteen. It was a couple years ago. I remember. I remember watching you guys with a couple. Had a couple good yeah, seasons. I think Zach was on that team. I think if he was on it, and I was there, I think he was. I'm not sure. Oh, I just fourteen feels like it's a fucking long ago. But yeah, it's not does. really. Six, seven years ago. Time flies. It does. Yep. All right. So, uh, Justice League, man. Redo coming out. Oh yeah. I'm excited. It's this week coming up. Thoughts 18th? on that? I, I don't even. I don't. Did you wave the, also, me off or did you wave? No, the fly? there was a fucking, that fucking fly. There was a mosquito. Man. Or You're like, he street. was like, fuck this You're conversation. Swearing, that's what I thought. But they're like, no, this fucking fly is like best. No, I, did you see? I know you did. Did you see the actual other? No, display? I've never. It's. Never. That's not good. Don't. If you're going to check out the next one, don't check out this one. The first one, I mean. Comic, I mean, comic book movies are not my thing. Okay, well. Like, I'm not. Like, I, Batman versus Superman, I couldn't stomach it. Like, I can watch Batman can. all day. Like, Batman Returns, Batman, Dark Knight. Like, Dark Knight's one of my favorite movies. Dark Knight is my favorite movie. And uh, it's like, I can't. I can't. And like, Superman, the one they brought that out, I watched it, but I wasn't a big fan. The only reason I watched it was because Amy Adams was in it. But that was it. I actually thought Man of Steel it's an underrated movie. Uh, it's it's got the cast was great. Um, it, has, I, it has aliens in it. You know, it's like it has. You know what? I'm not a big alien fan <laughs> like either. But it's Superman. It's different. I'm not, a, and I'm not a Superman guy. But I, I thought Batman Henry would play a great. Batman is more of a down to earth type, literally of 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 uh, superhero. If you, I mean, he's not a superhero exactly. He's not and a that, that's the thing about I, I, Batman is. I love Batman. He's a glorified yeah, but, vigilante. But the thing with Batman, which people don't get, and a lot of people. All, the nerd universe gets mad about Batman because he always defeats everybody in the comic books and they don't miss the point of it to me is 
what they're trying to show you is that I, and to me, I get that it's showing you that man can overcome anything. That's what Batman's purpose is and why he can beat Superman and why he can beat all these people. Yeah. So that, and people just kind of were like, well, he don't have any superpowers, but that's the point. Saying, right. you know, it goes to show you, you know, money can do anything. Money can do anything and having your parents killed. I mean, <laughs> have your parents killed. Yeah. Spend your life fighting clowns and stuff. Is it worth it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it. <laughs> I'm dead. You're letting me down. God damn it. But the Justice League movie. You rode me back from being Batman. I think you're going to go to Sutherland Manor. That's funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Will you be taking the Don't, Ferrari today, sir? Yes. Will you be taking I'll the be Ferrari taking the, the Hyundai today, sir. <laughs> <laughs> will we be putting more duct tape on it? <laughs> Wait. Is that the rear view mirror or the passenger side? <laughs> but no, I'm just not a not a big comic not a big comic book fan, but I'm definitely not a comic book fan that doesn't seem realistic. Like like I said, like I said, Batman seems a lot is a lot is really realistic. I can't even Superman, I, not so much. It's kind of like to superhero movies to me. I, you know, I, I read Spider-Man when I was a kid in the comics and some of the Batman. The reason I like Batman, I got into the Adam West TV show as a kid, you know, after schools and all that, I was watching that all the time. And that what made me like Batman. I just thought the show was corny, but f- fun yeah. for a kid to watch. And then, uh, I said, watching, when I was a kid watching Superman, Christopher Reeves, the first one, RIP. The first one was, uh, it was entertaining. You know, it's fake, but again, it's just like wrestling, entertain me. R.I.P. Adam West, too. My yes, yes. Yeah, like um, there's a show on Amazon Prime called The Boys. I want to watch that. I haven't seen it yet, Watched but I've the, seen the it. The first season's really good. I mean, it's a show about the bad side of uh, of superheroes, mm-hmm. basically. And uh, Are I, they bad or are they just like... Oh, they're bad. They, yeah, they look. Good guys. No. I mean, Douchebags. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, they still fight crime, but you're going to pay do, me. They do good deeds for the wrong reason. Okay. Okay. The dude that's supposed to be looks. I know he's just one I've seen is the dude that's well, the Superman in it is yeah, kind of yeah. really a he's a dick. dick. But I mean, he puts on a show, but he's a dick behind scenes. Like he like runs it the seven. He's he's like the leader of the seven. But um, but yeah, I mean, like the um, the a lot of them have superpowers that are not real, but they they just they portray it. Or they explain it. Jim, superpowers are not real. They are real. <laughs> they, they, but they explain it really well. Like, it's not like they're born with it or like they're, right. They're given, they're not like giving it down the road. They know we're, weren't stung by a spider or any stupid shit like that. It's like they give, like it's some kind of serum that they're given as a baby to make them into a, or to create it. But it's pretty, it's pretty neat how they, how they explain it. But still, they're stupid superheroes. So Captain America. I'm, can you be a fan of that? It's kind of the same premise, right? Um, Not as a baby, but he he was injected with some was, shit that yeah. just enhanced his abilities. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could get along with Captain America. To me, Captain America is Marvel's. I always, he's my favorite um, Avenger, I guess. But he's uh, Spider Man as a kid. I was, but as my as the Avengers though, Captain America always did like him. I just kind of thought he was. Similar to Batman, except he had that fact that he did get the serum put right. in him, but he was still a man and he could could die. He wasn't impervious to getting killed. I mean, that's Iron Man, though, isn't it? Iron Man, Batman. I mean, Iron, Iron Man, Man has the similarities because he's a billionaire and all that, right? He's got that, but billionaire genius, yeah, playboy. But he also, I think he also built like buffed himself up, like which so did Batman. Batman does do that. He builds that. 
like the suit he uses oh, the belt to beat up Superman. Suit, yeah, but I mean, with the thing that Iron Man has in his mm. chest, I mean, that's his superpower, basically, right? It's, 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 it keeps him alive. Suit. It is the suit is more of a superpower. The suit, his brain, his money. Kind of sounds a lot like Batman. Right? Plus, he's more witty. I think I think Iron Man is more witty than Batman. Well, you mean Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, because I think <laughs> I the character. Like that. Yeah, I don't think the character, the character of Batman or Bruce Wayne. You know, he he, he completely is about his wit. Really, he's and wit and he fights. But I think Robert Downey Jr. made Iron Man even smarter. Tony Stark. Not saying he's obviously yeah. supposed to be a genius too, but I don't know. My opinion just is that they wrote Batman. Or Bruce Wayne, he's a quiet genius, I guess, because he didn't go. He doesn't have the tech in the school and all that. But he always he can figure out how to beat Superman. So you got to be pretty smart, right? No, he always has a plan. He always has a plan. I mean, he found out by squeezing the. uh, the, Oh, was he squeezing? Remember when he was when he was laying on the ground after being bullied? He was a little kid, and he was like squeezing the fence post in the movie. And like it was bending and he didn't notice it was bending until he let it go and looked at it. And he was like, oh, shit, I got something here. Yeah. Yeah. Superman. But I'm saying Batman. Oh, he always they write him. So he has already he's always prepared for everything. That's that's his his prep preparation is like what makes him. He's always like, I guess their biggest Justice League comic is when they all find out that he's got something that can kill them all. Yeah, you know, and then they kick him out of the Justice League for it. And I, and I like, I like how he quits. That's right. I like how the, the Batman series kind of got away from the bats of the, you know, like you don't see those like from the Batman Returns or yeah, you like, don't like bats. the original. Well, I mean, it just didn't make sense. The bats had nothing to do with Batman. Like he didn't get stung by a bat, he didn't get eaten by a bat, he didn't fuck a bat. That was his inspiration though, because it was his fear. Yeah. He had to harness his fear. If you remember the first, just just uh, Batman true. Begins. That's yeah. you know that those that, that was his uh, his fear, and he had to face his fear. Why do we fall? God, so we can get back up. Yeah, but again, just the Dark Knight. Uh, there's no mention of bats at all. Like no, 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 but we didn't need it then. The story was told why he was like he is. We and that movie, that movie is titties. Yeah, but it would have been nice if the Joker would have found out about that fear and exploited it a little bit. You know what? Who who knows if it would have still happened. You know, I think what I always read was Heath was supposed to be part of the next one. Maybe not as big of a role. Like he was supposed to escape from um, Arkham or whatever. And that was supposed to be happening then. And they might have done another one. But, you know, when he died, they kind of, they, most of them didn't really want to do it again. They just kind of lost the passion for it. And you can kind of see it. Sorry, bro. But in The Dark Knight Rises, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't as good as the first two. It just didn't have that. And you and like I didn't realize it, but I watched the Dark Knight the other day. The Scarecrow's in the beginning of the Dark Knight. He's in all three of them. Yeah. Like, but he's not it's like very small. Like he has a very mm-hmm. small role, mm-hmm. like in the beginning. And I was like, I didn't I didn't realize that. He's in the third one too, right? Yeah, he's yeah. he's in the third one, yeah. Yeah. And they but they don't make no mention of him. Like he's just just a character basically in the beginning where they're I guess they're in the parking garage or whatever. And I was like, I'm not wearing hockey pants. But I guess the I guess ba- that's when Batman like jumped that. down off of the parking garage yeah. onto the top of the van and captured him again. So yeah. there's no more to hear from him. Right. Put him yeah. back in Arkham or whatever. Right. I don't think, I think the third one, what I didn't, the only thing I, what I didn't really like about it, I think we had Ra's al in the first one and I think that was great. That was, you know, they touched base in the movie with him. I thought it was a the good business. thing. And then the second, we had the Joker, clearly. But the third one, we kind of we threw Bane in there, but they went back to Ra's al Ghul again. I think there's, Batman's got so many villains that we didn't have to go back. It was his daughter. 
Well, we didn't have to. Who cares about her? You know what I mean? Yeah, come on. There's no drugs in here. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why couldn't the Bane team up with the Riddler or something in that one? Yeah, right. Instead of go back to so Roz again. If they had to redo the Riddler, who would he be? That's always a question. I've been time. saying Leo for fucking DiCaprio, yeah. but I always said I always said Leo would have made a good Joker. Leo would make he's a good. He's not comedic anything. though. He's not a comedic. Doesn't not a Wolf true. of Wall Street? Yeah, but I mean, he's not. I think uh, he could pull it off, but don't doubt, don't doubt the the. Oh, look, I, and I, but character actor too, and I know he's in everybody's bad way right now. But there was talks for one time Johnny Depp. I think mm. he could do it. He's and, coming back. I don't know Johnny Depp. To me, he doesn't his. his his role in Pirates of the Caribbean, he doesn't he doesn't talk a lot. Like there's not a lot of long dialogue in his lines. It's always one liners or quirky stuff. Right. And I, and that's how I've always perceived Johnny Depp to be. Like I don't never like if if I was to interview him, I would think he's gonna give me a one line fucking answer every time. He's not carrying the conversation. Yeah. Maybe. But I like I like Depp's movies. Like uh, some of his movies are even boring, like, like uh, but it's still he's acted it and you seen Secret Window. I thought he did a good movie, that movie, acting-wise. I, I don't know, I'm a fan of Johnny Depp for the most part. Is he still in the doghouse, though? He's got something new coming out. I seen like, a commercial like, the other day. On, or, he's been on the back burner for a while. But, I mean, like, he was cut from the Pirates. Harry Potter movie. Yes. And, and the, they show, yeah. that's coming back, I thought. The yeah, now they're talking about having coming. somebody else star as the Who was I just saw it the other day. They were going to offer the lead role to some other... Oh, 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 Jared Leto. It's a play. Not necessarily, I don't know if he's going to be Sparrow, but he's going to be the main character. In well, I think he could be a good Riddler if he already wasn't posed as the Joker. He, and I like that. We're talking about Justice League. He's back as the Joker in this, by the way. And I, I mean, and I like his Joker. Like, I don't. He didn't get a fair shot. I don't. I like his Joker, but I don't like it better than any other Joker. I just like his Joker. Yeah. And he, again, he didn't get a shot at it. And there's a lot of scenes in the Suicide Squad movie that were cut. Because they apparently liked this Joker so much, they filmed a bunch of it, then realized, wait a minute, this is not a Joker not, movie. Yeah, right. So we can't do that. But I think he should. And with them doing, they're getting ready to come out with um, the Flashpoint, which is what that's going to do is fix all their, should, if they're smart, it's going to fix all their F-ups, DCs. So now you're going to have multiple Batmans, and they're going to explain why. In this Flashpoint, you're supposed to have Michael Keaton, but he's, he's officially back in that movie as Batman, Ben Affleck. I'm not sure if Robert Pattinson. I think he is supposed to. No, isn't Robert Pattinson right? He's supposed to be in it as well. So he's going to be able to talking to all the Batman, and and they were even saying that you might see Val Kilmer or George Clooney. Well, who's see, Val Kilmer's got a problem though? He can't talk. He's got that. Fucking, oh, that's right. But maybe you don't got to. It's just a cameo. Or he was something. supposed to do a cameo in Top Gun too. I think he is in Top Gun too. I, I think he still was. did that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be a small cameo. Last time I seen him in that movie is that then? That's what. The Flashpoint. Like, who's the who's the actual? No, it's Flash's. It's Flash's movie. Flash's movie. Yeah. Okay. It's Flash's movie, but he's going back in time, and it's oh, he's not going back in time. He's going. He's running so fast. He's going through the multiple universes, and this is he comes across all these different. And then they're supposed to introduce a new Superman too. That's that's all another conversation, dude. Henry wants to do it. Calm the they fuck down. down. Not you. Them with the Superman. Like they're, they see the Lois, the new Lois and Clark type shit. Like, yeah, and I'm, apparently it was like the highest rated show on TV too. So people still got a thing for Superman. How do we need and that the guy same looks terrible? Fucking superhero. You're gonna get confused, man. Like who the fuck is Superman? They're trying to milk all the money they can. That's why. Fucking stupid, man. But I think Michael Keaton was my favorite Batman. Bale. But, and I think sorry, but I think Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson's combo was perfect. Yeah, and I think that's it. I I I agree. That was Christian Bale. It was perfect for its time too. Was perfect. Like, like I, I mean, and Heath Leather, Heath Ledger was my favorite Joker, 
but I love Jack Nicholson. Probably right. biased because I was when I was younger, and that's when I watched it. And it was, yeah. You know, but there was a lot of similarities in Michael in um Jack Nicholson's Joker in Heath Ledger's Heath Ledger. Yeah, and they all they you they all except for Leto kind of took from each other, and and and, and Jack actually took a lot from um Caesar Romero yeah. on the show, who I that was my that was the Joker forever. And mm-hmm. uh, to me, I've had this conversation with him. He's not necessarily the best cinematic Batman, but Adam West is always Batman to me. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. It, you, he was Batman for till what was that movie? Nineteen eighty nine for so for like forty years he was Batman. Everybody knew him as Batman. So he's always the Batman to me. But to me, out of the newer ones, I gotta go. I, right now, I gotta go. Bale. I like Affleck. I did. I was in the minority. I like thought Ben made a good Bruce Wayne, and he the the fight scene in Batman and Superman that was the best fight scene and that Batman's had in theaters yet. but And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of, I guess a lot of, I guess Hollywood in general has forgotten about Robin. Yeah. Like, well, why, why yeah. Like he's, Robin? A, he's a, he's tough. Look, I've been starting to watch Titans on, um, what is that? Netflix or Disney plus or whatever the heck it's on. No, HBO max. And I've gotten into it and they're explaining the Robins a lot more. And that's good. It's good for the character, but Robin's a, he's touchy. Cause you kind of look at him, you think about the Robin in the TV show right. and, then the one he came into the movie the one time the movie was bad so Robin's a bitch and that's what most people think well Batman why does Batman need this fucking guy I think they need to put the storyline they need to clean the storyline up a lot like in the TV show you never knew mm-hmm. where Robin came from mm-hmm. right like but then they tried to explain it with uh, what's his face what Chris O'Donnell Chris O'Donnell right I mean I didn't hate him as, I, I liked his Robin actually. I didn't hate that movie at all I mean I thought that movie was okay him, but, him, his Robin was better than Clooney's Batman and, but they tried to they tried to throw too much at you in that movie. Like they that. gave Batman nipples too. Well, they had Batgirl too. They had uh, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, yeah. So they tried to throw too much. Yeah, it at was. You. I agree. Too and much. I think if they just if they just worked on that storyline, developed it a lot, a lot smoother and a lot more subtle than oh his parents died as he fucking trampees or whatever the fuck he was. Right. You know, it's like they they could spend a lot of time on it. I mean, even probably even rebrand it because that's exactly what we remember from the TV show. With Batman and Robin, right? Not just Batman. Well, he evolves eventually to Nightwing, right? And then there's like three or four different people to become Batman or Robin. Get yourself a whole another DC comic fucking that that they're not touching storyline, right? That they well they've if they keep going in this way with Batman, they're going to totally make it where they can't use Robin. If they let Zack Snyder finish telling his story, which I don't know if they're going to, what I found out by watching Titans is you watch Batman, you did see Batman Superman then, right? Yeah. So you did remember the time where he's walking by and there's the Robin suits in the case and it says, ha, 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 jokes on you. Mm-hmm. And we're all assuming that, he, that the Joker killed Robin because he does. But that particular Robin, that's not. That Robin turns into the Joker. So Jared Leto is supposed to be what was Robin. Right. And we never, because of what happened with the whole Justice League and uh, Zack Snyder, he never got to finish Spoiler telling the story. <laughs> it's I don't know if it's even going to show you in this movie, but that's, that's what that was supposed to be. Leto was supposed to, that's why he's young, so young, you know what I mean? If Leto's Joker looks a lot younger than Affleck's Batman yeah. because he, they killed, Batman kills the Joker and then Robin, go, somehow the Joker had poisoned Robin's brain and he turns into the Joker and he was the second Robin. So was that Grace Grayson was first? I can't remember second. But then again too, like we go back to the storylines, yeah, the, the storyline has split off in so many different ways you don't, it's hard to follow or believe any of it, like, mm-hmm. or to, to, to be convinced. Like, like now you have jo- Joaquin's Joker. Right. Like there's no, there would be no mention of Robin at all. 
Who's not he, supposed to be Joker though? He's not. That's not true. I don't know where that comes from. The whole movie he builds up. The Wayne family dies right there and everything. I mean, uh, that, that, there's no. That's not true. He, nobody. I don't, I don't know who says that. That I've read a lot into that. He's not. He's the first Joker, mm-hmm. supposedly. And then he made that. There was talks he was going to do another one as well. But that's where this Flashpoint movie is supposed to make it. Well, there's all these different universes, so this is possible now because there's all these multiple multi universes, and he's going to introduce all that in one movie. Like, I think even he's supposed to the the, the Flash from the CW TV show is supposed to also be in that movie, right? And uh, that guy that plays Arrow is supposed to be in it. So he's going to they are going to explain in a way that there's all these different places he he can go or different right. worlds. It seems and, like a whole fucking five hour movie. It probably out, will be the Justice. All that shit. The Justice League movie's four hours. A new one. God. When's that come out? Eighteenth. And yeah. it's supposed to be six. Well, it's one movie, but it's supposed to be done in six chapters. Which and this movie looks totally different. The whole thing is looks totally different. That is weird. Like if you, you haven't watched it, so you can, but yeah, it's insane. I literally think they just made a new fucking movie. Like completely fucking different. Like how do you do that? Like the sad reality is that the DC. Was stupid and hired a Marvel affiliate the, right, the director. Well, they they, let, they just fucking yeah. straight shitted on your product is what he did. And how do you derive so differently in so many different ways from the same fucking comic book? Well, it's you're telling a different story. None of the none of the movies actually follow the comic exact. Mm-hmm. None of them. There's not one more. Nothing does. So they're they're still putting their own little spin on it. And, and Zack Snyder started telling a story with the just with the Man of Steel, and it then bled into the Batman and Superman. Whether you liked it or not, he was trying to tell a story. And the same thing with Batman and Superman. Have you ever watched a director's cut? No. Dude, it's so much better because there's stuff you're watching and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Why? Like uh, the whole desert scene was super, the beginning of the movie when Superman saves Lois. You're like wondering what the hell? And then when he goes to the Capitol, that black lady that's standing up here saying, hey, he, he came down like a storm. You wonder what the fuck you talking see about? Color, bro. But she, okay, you dog. <laughs> but anyway, explains, it tells you, explains everything. Well, <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just. But I'm looking just, forward to it because I. Know, think, I mean, and that's one of the things that distract. This tracks me from, from from the comic book movies is that there's too many fucking variations. I think if if we could just stick with one character the way it's supposed to be, and just tell it. I mean, there's so many fucking characters. Mm-hmm. Why can't it just be? Okay, this movie is about this character. This movie is about this character. Okay, this character might be in this movie now because they're gonna fight or whatever. Or just, it just there's so many fucking like a goddamn octopus. Well, the thing is, what Marvel did right was they started telling their story and they from the beginning and they let it finish. They signed their actors up for to do 10, 20 movies, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and they told that story. They didn't have a bunch of people jumping ship. Where DC screwed up, or Mar, or Warner Brothers really screwed up is. They tried to do that, but they went in. I think they went in the wrong order. They did right. I think Superman should have been the first movie, Superman. And then Batman should have had his own movie. Ben should have had his own movie. And then at the end of that movie, Superman and Batman should have met. And then it led into Batman versus Superman. And they didn't have, wouldn't have to do the whole Martha thing, which I think kind of really was the biggest flaw in that fucking movie. Like, really? This is what, that's not in the comic. That's not what happens. Superman and him fight. And Ben is supposed to be dying of a heart attack. But he fools them. Yeah, you know, that's 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 what's supposed to happen. But I guess they, that wasn't dramatic enough, or something. I couldn't. They, maybe they couldn't make that believable. I don't know. And then they made they made Batman and Superman both fight Doomsday. Yeah, which well, and Wonder Woman should have just been Superman. 
Yeah, but and then there are one things and I should do. Have died. Superman should have died. He like, did. That could have been. I mean, saying that could have been like the end of the fucking Superman That's true. saga. You know what I mean? But he, they did, there, that movie had its scenes, though. There were certain iconic comic book scenes in that movie, like Superman in the Capitol. That's like an iconic comic book moment. Um, there's the one where uh, Batman's like on the side of the building with the lightning bolt and all. That's like an iconic. There, so he he tried to put iconic moments in there and try to tell his own story. And introducing Wonder Woman was probably one of the best things about the movie, too. The, 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 the music and all that last Wonder Woman was terrible though. Like, yeah, sorry, eighty four. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it either. Wasn't surprised. Sorry, the villain on it. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but the real villain is wise, not Cheetah her, but the actual villain. Kristen Wiig. Yeah. low key. Get who it. plays Cheetah? What's her name? Kristen, Kristen Wiig. Oh, is that it? She could low key get it. Like something about her, man. Mm. I think I've already said it on the podcast. If mm. I'm not mistaken. It's something about her, dude. One, she's funny. <laughs> all right moving on uh, the only one that got it right was uh deadpool oh that was great deadpool's movie. one of like one of my favorite movies now so that's believable uh it's i guess it's not too much believable it's not believable at all bro it's, he's it's, immortal it's more um raw i guess it's more his like, face looks raw superheroes cuss <laughs> fuck yeah they cuss mm. why can't they cuss they're superheroes they're just regular people with superpowers. Right. Right. Regular people cuss all the time. I think Deadpool is, is funny. He's just fucking hilarious. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds in general. Yeah. Is, fuck you. It's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> I agree. Ryan Reynolds. That, that role was made for him. Yeah. He said, he, I watched the interview with him. He said he took him like 10 years to get that movie made. They, they wouldn't and apparently them. now that Disney has it, they're still going to let him do R. I was thinking they were going to be like, mm, you know, no R rated, but they're still supposed to be going to let him. And he apparently Hugh Jackman is going to have a cameo in it now. He needs to fucking nut up and come <laughs> back and play Wolverine. I, I Stop think, being a little bitch. I don't think it's going to happen. So it's whatever. Because he's doing so much outside of that, that. You know, he's probably tempted, though. He probably. Come on, man. Because now that Disney has, it, he's probably like, man, what can they do with it? Because Sony, frankly, they fucked up a lot. The Wolverine movie itself was it. not that good. Wolverine himself is the only thing that they did right with the X Men franchise. That and putting Jennifer Lawrence in a blue suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty nice. Yeah. I didn't hate the early ones. I don't know why. I like the I like the, um, the old guys more than I like the younger guys. I, the Professor X and Magneto. I, in the movies, I thought they were good. But yeah, then I mean, when I'm they started they started killing all the, the time, like you were talking about timelines, the timelines got all pucked up and then the young guys came in and they're not bad actors. I think the guy to play, I can't remember his name, the guy to play Magneto, he was my favorite Michael of the younger Fassbender. guys. I, I would take that back. Not saying Wolverine was the only thing. I thought both of those were good. Um, James McAvoy and Fassbender as Magneto and Olga. Nah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, so I'm, I'm stoked to watch it. At the end of the month, though, I mean, it's not on your list, but King Kong versus Godzilla. I'm man. excited about that, too. I see, we seen a, we seen a trailer for it. I was like, nah, fuck, man. Another unrealistic fucking thing. I mean, no shit. What the, where's Chinese, your imagination, bro? Bunch of Chinese people. And a bunch of 300-foot-tall dinosaurs and gorillas. Right. I mean, come on. Japanese people running, <laughs> screaming. But in American. That's funny. <laughs> It's just two iconic like monsters. I seen the original back like and when I was a kid. I guess it was made in the fifties, but and how cheesy it was. But I think I don't know. I didn't like the original, not the original, the first of this Godzilla series. It wasn't enough Godzilla. It was just 
about the actors and I hated it because the Godzilla fight and he was in it and it was like 10 minutes of Godzilla. It was terrible. And then when they did Godzilla 2, I thought that was way better. And then Kong, Skull Island, that was pretty good. It had Sam Jackson in it, so it helps too. <clears throat> and then... Who was the girl in that? Wasn't there a girl? The girl in Kong, wasn't that... Um, Scarjo? Naomi Watts. No. Oh. Okay. No, no, that's old. That wasn't Kong versus Kong, Skull Island, I don't think. I thought, um, uh, shit, chick from. <sighs> you thinking of Jane? Margot Robbie is Jane. No, 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 no. Brie, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. That's Brie Larson. it. Yes. Wait, when was that? That's the Kong versus Go- uh, Kong. Kong Skull Skull Island. Island. Yep. And John Goodman in it and stuff. Yep. John Goodman, Sam Jackson. Oh, shit. I was thinking of John C. Riley was in it. I was thinking. Because it also had, um, Dr. Dre. Brie Larson. And Easy E okay, from. They were both the guys, not the actual the guys who played them. Yeah. Yep. So they they started to get better, and they're doing the same thing to comics. Though they're doing one movie's tying into another to another, and it's going to be Superman versus Batman. Soon, they're Kong's going to look different than he did before right. we originally. <laughs> going to get a new actor to play him. It's going to be a, it's going to be a white gorilla. Is Matthew Broderick coming back? No. Going way back. The Godzilla worst Godzilla. No, that was terrible. On, Godzilla became an iguana for some reason. Diddy had the theme song to that bitch. That was the best part. And I don't even like Diddy, but that was the best part of the movie. Well, I'm sure we can sit here and talk about movies all night long. You could. All right, let's do it. <laughs> and what is your favorite porn? Oh. What's that one called? Um, I don't know. He's looking. He's like, you're looking at him like you guys watched it together. Yeah, we've now. probably talked about it. Playing popcorn over there. <laughs> yeah, we're, he's, getting probably, he's getting ready. That Christmas vacation one. I didn't like that one. Yeah, Christmas vacation XXX. Yeah, I was, How I was original. Is that? I need. Um, I need you to step your uh, game up on that and and make it authentic and quality. Yeah, it's Clark, not realistic. Clark yes. can't bang his daughter. <laughs> it's just it not. Didn't do that. It's not right. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like. Like, give me some kind of a story. They did. It's Christmas vacation. <laughs> no, they did, but it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, they t- t- give me some st- better. Watch the original. Watch the real Christmas vacation and just edit in the sex scenes. Play the the triple X part. Just fill it in. He's lighting the uh, lights. <laughs> and, and it's lighting. really just two dildos he's touching together. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a party. <laughs> Shit. Well, I think that does us for this episode. Wrapping it up, man, gents. Solid performance here. I think we, I think we hit all the superhero movies. All the good. Ah, ones. we could keep going for hours, like you said. Yeah. Well, all right. I think we're done, guys. Rick, thank you, sir, for coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, we appreciate it as always. We'll have we'll have you on again. Talk about we'll, we'll have some shots next time or something. Yeah, we'll make shots. Sure, we'll make sure spark up the conversation a little bit. We'll make sure the big boys don't go cheap on you again. Sorry. I'll get yeah. you next time. Yeah. Fucking cheapskate. Episode 40, I'll be here. Damn, they ain't throwing <laughs> fucking shade. <laughs> well, well, Mark in your calendar. Then. We'll I guess Rick's going to be on episode 40. Oh, I meant no. It's got to be 36, 18, double it up. Yeah. Right? Just start recycling. <laughs> just, keep it, just keep it with the seven or whatever we have. Yeah, just keep re- re- redoing it. Oh, good time, guys, though. Thank you. Yeah, man. All right, guys. This will do it for today. We will... Uh, I'll let y'all later. Holla. Holla. We appreciate you listening to this week's episode of the Big Boys of Baltimore podcast, a B3 production. We promise it'll get better. If you would like to give us some feedback or have an idea 
of an episode that we can discuss, send us an email at bigboysbaltimore at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. Just search for Big Boys of Baltimore. Listen to us next week as we talk about some more dumb shit.